feature presentation. Welcome back to another Untitled Movie Review. I'm one of your hosts, Matt Rohrbeck, alongside, he's allergic to tomatoes, but he is tomato meter approved, Eric Marchin. Hey, Matt, how are you? I'm good, man. Uh, in the middle of my move, which you know uh, very well because I've had to postpone recording and try to this janky setup that I got going where I probably look like garbage and there's nothing behind me and I'm on my old red couch I'm trying to sell. But uh, I'm doing okay. Um, you know, still trying to find time to uh, watch some movies and, and get some reviews out because I do want to make sure that we keep uh, putting out content while uh, I'm moving. Um, so this is a movie that, you know, I missed back at, uh, Sundance, which you did watch at Sundance. I did. Uh, and yeah. now you have, and then you have rewatched now. Yes. Uh, but today we are reviewing Fran Kranz or Fran Kranz, <laughs> whichever way you want to say it. Uh, the guy, he's from Cabin in the Woods, which I totally Yeah, he forgot. plays the, the comedic um, relief, the stoner character yeah. in, in the film. Uh, and he's also in, um, the short lived series Dollhouse. Yeah. And he's been in a bunch of stuff since, but I know him best from, uh, Cabin in the Woods, which he's great in. Um, uh, Mass, uh, starring, uh, Reed Bierney, uh, Ann Dowd, uh, Jason Isaacs, uh, Martha Plimpton, uh, Eric, um, you've seen it twice now, Uh, so curious to get your thoughts. I know, um, what is Mass? Yeah, so Mass is uh, Fran Kranz's directorial debut. Uh, He also uh, wrote and produced the film, and it's essentially, um, it's not based on a stage play, but it feels very much like a stage play where you take four really talented character actors, get them into one room, Uh, in this case being a church basement, um, and the characters that they're playing are characters that have been affected in one way or another by a tragic event. And I want to be kind of, I don't know how you dropped, you dropped out there for a sec. Okay. So, (laughs) so where did I drop out at? Uh, is you dropped out, right? You said church basement and a school, like a tragedy at a school. Right. Yeah, so uh, the film takes place in a church basement where two couples come together um, to discuss a tr- the you know after the wake of a tragic event and and have a discussion. Um, one couple is played by Martha Plimpton and Jason Isaacs. Uh, the other is played by Ann Dowd and Reed Burney. Um, over the course of this discussion, um, it gets very emotionally wrought. Um, there are topics about nature versus nurture being sort of thrown out and who's to blame and what is considered proper in terms of having this discussion. I think that there's a lot that's kind of placed at this table. And even though all four performers are incredible, um, especially because it is so monologue heavy, there's just something about the film having watched it twice And the first time I couldn't really pinpoint why I didn't love it. Um, But part of it, I think, is that Kranz tries to wrap this thing up in a nice tidy bow the way that he uses this metaphorical insert shot of a bow tied to a fence. And I kind of feel that by the end of the proceedings, you come out of this movie feeling like, okay, everything has you know, these characters have been absolved of their quote unquote sins. And, you know, there, there, there isn't much more complexity to untangle, even though I think there is. And I think it simplifies some of that conversation that these characters are having. 
he tries to put everything in the 110 minutes that these people would talk about instead of this being probably over multiple conversations or not everything being resolved, like you said, or forgiveness or anything like that where, yeah, I, I understand where you're coming from. I, um, I actually quite liked the movie, I think for it's, you know, stagey, but not showy kind of nature where um, I really did like where you just put these four great actors in a room and you kind of um, have a really kind of interesting concept of, you know, uh, I don't know. It's not spoilers if we talk about like what, how they're involved in, in this but wh- well the wikipedia think, right? the wikipedia article does um yeah give so, away the premise but yes. in terms of the movie itself even though it is a double entendre title um it's not revealed why and it is kind there. of a reveal half not halfway through but like but a, more you know, so than 20 minutes into the movie just say both these sets of parents are involved uh, some way in this tragedy. And I just kind of liked the, it felt like you used emotionally rot, which I think is a, a, an apt term for the movie. Um, but I just felt like it felt very believable and, 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 you know, maybe not in the sense where everything was wrapped up with a pretty, not a pretty bow, but a, a, a very kind of emotional bow. Um, I just liked that it didn't, feel like overblown or sensationalized or um you know uh, overacted it just it, it did feel real to me like this conversation both of you know talking about like you said who to blame why this happened trying to find a reason even though there might not be a reason or that the you know maybe not a reason that these couples have but um I just I found it very compelling throughout the whole thing where at times like every time I thought I'd be like, OK, this is going on a little bit too long. Like, you know, there would be whether it's a monologue or a topic that's brought up between the, these two groups that, you know, would get me brought back in. And I felt invested in, in both sides. I, I, I liked having that emotionally raw conversation, um, both that is very uncomfortable, but you're kind of not necessarily seeing the side of the, you know, perpetrator, but, uh, you know, uh, of, you know, people who obviously cared about this person. And I, I don't know, like, I, I, I don't think that there's a lot to say in a review because I think, you know, the direction I think just sits on these characters and lets them. I disagree with that. That's the one thing I do really? want to talk about where I think the direction in the first half of the film sure works and is very restrained and i was almost like oh you know what he's really going for just like sitting in this one location with you know these kind of dollies in and out when you know you have the actor giving you know because they're literally just sitting at a table yeah but then as soon as jason isaacs gets up to grab water and drinks it it kind of starts to change where it does become a little bit more um, avert in terms of the style of filmmaking where there's some weird sort of handheld shots as well a little bit of shaky cam a little bit of kind of like movement within sort of the geography of the room that that's where it felt the most stagey for me and that's where i also kind of felt yeah. like it was a little bit more um not only self-aware but it kind of felt like okay well we i i you know i I, self-conscious i i need in terms of cran's direction it's like okay i've I've sat with this too long i need to give the audience something more than just you know these four people sitting at the table which i was really engaged by and then when it kind of changes sort of 
the direction in that second half a little bit where you're getting more movement and characters are kind of getting up from the the table and sitting elsewhere within the room and 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 again like i understand that this could very much happen and 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 sort of human sort of interaction and dynamics change over the course of you know a conversation but it just that's the stuff where i felt it was the most sort of you could see the seams and you could see kind of like the 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 style of it maybe getting a little bit too ahead of itself and then i think also the end um is a little bit laid on thick with kind of the resolve of and dowd's character coming yeah, back to yeah. give this one monologue even though she's very good in that everyone is great I yeah think, yeah so. and, and i think my my favorite of the four is is martha plimpton because i feel martha plimpton's character has the most sort of interesting arc of the I four agree. characters where like she comes in very apprehensive to begin with and, and kind she of, doesn't really talk much in the first half of the movie no and then as the story progresses we see I don't necessarily think that she's, you know, forgiven what's happened, but she is more empathetic towards the parents because part of what this movie is doing, and I think what part of the what the film does quite well, is it shows you that these two parents, they weren't, they're not bad people. They're average no. working class kind of people. Yeah, you could say that yeah, Reed Bernie's character, the dad who... Um, you know, a lot of people maybe recognize him from last year in uh, the 40 year old version where he played sort of the uh, the playwright uh, who is sort of capitalizing on uh, people of color and, and sort of taking yeah. characters and sort of turning them into musical numbers and things like that, where like, you know, he's always away and kind of working at, at business and maybe um you know, the mom recognized the signs, but didn't really want to do more. But even though they, they did a lot, like they talk about seeing, you know, psychiatrists and medication and things like that. And, and, and there, there are plenty of reasons and explanations into it, but you can't ultimately get inside a person's head and yeah, ultimately even come if up with that reason. Kid, right. Yeah. But, but I do like that, that like when you see them, they're not, they're not these, monsters that have been kind of betrayed and that's in the what media, i found the right? most interesting is like you're not necessarily sympathizing with this person who did a horrible thing but i think focusing it on you know the family and you know understand that yes the family that's grieving both families are grieving really and and dealing with one something happening to their child or one if their child did something um, that is horrible. And uh, I think that was really interesting and, and just pain in general of how the movie kind of focuses on both side of that, that pain and trying to figure out together of, you know, why this happened or you understand like one family just hating the other only for the reason that, you know, their, you know, child did something. And then that family is also on necessarily on the same side as the other one going, we also are trying to figure out why this happened and what we did wrong. And we're dealing with that and what we could have done better, just like you saying we should have done something better. And I found those conversations really like engaging and interesting. And like, I, I do sort of disagree with you that I didn't, I saw the staginess of it. Like I really, that exact sequence when he goes up for the water, I thought the exact thing of that feels like something on a stage play where the table's in the middle of the stage and someone gets up and they're still delivering this you know thing and asking people if they want water and it, it did feel the most stagey at that point but the the filmmaking for me 
um, other than those, you know, flashes to, you know, that metaphor that you're talking about, um, I, I didn't feel like I still felt stayed true to the kind of, you know, subtleness of it in that conversation that they were having where I never felt like it distracted from that. And uh, I, I, it never took me out other than, you know, there are some smash cuts that like are in the middle of like a, like a monologue or something that do go to that other sequence. But, um, and then I do agree with you, like the very end, like I do feel like the movie goes on maybe a little bit too long. Like I get that, you know, if these people are meeting and it's in real time, like they're not just going to meet for an hour and then, uh, especially with the the topics of conversation that they're going over, but like a two hour conversation does kind of make sense. But um, I do feel like you do feel the length, especially at that end there, where it kind of you know lays it on pretty thick in that you know final twenty minutes or so. And you're supposed um, to feel the length, I think, intentionally yeah. to a oh, certain totally, degree when yeah. it beca- because it is supposed to be emotionally grueling, yeah, um, to watch and and especially once the pleasantries have been dispensed with. But the other thing I do have not problems with, but I do think that there is a certain amount of creative license that Kranz is given because it's not based on any real event that it's almost kind of of like a blanket statement kind of cathartic kind of experience that it's like, okay, well, what would this be like speculatively speaking of how, you know, this would be set up. And because it's not based on a specific event, it's, it's almost like where, you know, in, in films where you have characters that have mental illnesses or disabilities and you don't specify exactly what they are, it's you can just kind of get illness, away right? with the yeah. symptoms more so yeah. than anything else or exaggerate the characters more. So you don't have to be specific where it's the same thing here where it's like, OK, it's not based on any one event, but it is saying something about you know what has All been going them, on yeah. in the U.S. specifically over the last two decades now, you know, starting with you know, uh, a, a certain um, event that kind of sparked a real sort of attention to yeah. uh, uh, this kind of violence and how people are able to access certain things. And also, you know, where were the warning signs and having those conversations. So it does take those liberties there, I think, a little bit as well when it comes to not being based on any one thing it it's i think you kind of need to do that with this though i I know that i know that and and, and i just feel it's like it's like okay well you know we're not beholden to anything and we can kind of just create these characters and this dialogue in this situation and we don't have to worry about if anything is truly accurate to how these people would interact and that gives us more um you know freedom and creative license to play with that and sometimes it just kind of feels like again it's it's a blanket statement on what is being said and what is going on because yeah you can talk about grief and trauma and uh you know how people deal with loss but it it almost doesn't feel specific it kind of just feels like okay these are two sets of characters that are interacting being on opposing sides of the thing but they're having this meeting and just at moments kind of feels like they're able to say or do whatever they want based on it not being sort of completely and honestly sort of truthful to an event it's just events that have transpired over certain period of period yeah i'm almost okay i almost 
like that or don't mind it because I. But feel you know like what I'm saying, right? I do. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I get what you're, you're saying, and I, I understand where you're coming from. But for me personally, I feel like it's something that's happened so often that I feel like you kind of can take that. Uh, I feel like that's the best way to do it in, in this kind of movie, and I, I, I don't mind how the movie even, you know kind of tells you the story of what happened through their conversations. Oh, I don't it mind feels, that. I, and, and I like organic, the idea that but... there's no, there's no media or there's no, like there is kind of the setup of this lawyer kind of being yeah. uh, the mediator and sort of setting things up and getting ready. And you have, um, you know, uh, two people working at the church who are kind of, I guess a little bit c- comedic relief. And, and sort but of they the just, opening. cause they just, it's, it's just not an awkward situation, but, an but they know what's situation. coming and they're more yeah. aware of what's coming than the audiences when you're first watching it. But again, the double entendre title kind of sums up yeah. what, but I think a lot of people is. will go in not knowing what the yeah. movie's about. Right. And I, that's why I don't want to say too much because like, uh, I do feel like the movie does a good job of laying out the events, even though it is kind of an amalgamation of everything that's been happening with violence in the United States and, and, and stuff like that, that maybe I, I I see where you're saying where it could have maybe taken a stronger stance if it picked one kind of thing and really focused on it. Um, but I don't know. I feel like, you know, someone, a lot of them are so similar that you can kind of just get it based on, you know, how the story kind of portrays those events. And um, yeah, I don't know. I thought it, emotionally rot was the perfect way of, uh, of putting it at the beginning, Eric. And I thought the performances were so, so good that it kept me engaged the entire time. I like how, the events kind of are portrayed through these conversations and it all felt very organic and real and never felt sensationalized or, uh, you know, exploited or anything like that, where it felt like this felt like a genuine conversation between these two families. And, um, I really liked it, uh, because of that. And it, it doesn't feel showy or flashy to me. Like it, it does really just focus on this conversation. And I, uh, I I welcomed that and I actually uh, liked it quite a bit because of it. Yeah, I, I mean, like in terms of the performances, like it's it's nice to see like Jason Isaacs, who is usually memorable in supporting turns in in uh, more recently a movie like The Death of Stalin, but he's also done a lot of um, villain work in sort of genre movies or you know uh, historical epics that are kind of you know fictionalized, whether it be A Cure for Wellness or The Patriot, and then. And you have Ann Dowd, who, you know, ever since Compliance has been kind of a, a, a big kind of character actor that people have been really always excited to see. I mean, you just watching The Leftovers. I mean, she's she's yeah. amazing on that as well. And, and um, you know, it's always great to see her pop up and stuff. And, and she's given a great role here. And then Martha Plimpton, who's been working forever, you know, as, as a child actor in The Goonies um, and, and her career taking sort of different reinventions becoming a sitcom actor and that one show with Garrett Hedlund in in the mid 2000s and um you know now she's given this really you know powerful thoughtful um complex kind of role and kind of showcases another great kind of side to her um you know as as an actor and then Reed Bernie's a guy who kind of is part of the reason why this whole movie kind of went into production because Fran Kranz worked with him on a stage production and wanted to write something for him um in for a movie on and, and sort of like showcase this actor in terms of what he can mm-hmm. do as, as a performance and he was actually just recently cast in um 
the Anya Taylor Joy Ray Fiennes cannibal movie, The Menu. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Um, you know, he's again like all four of these actors. Like anytime they usually pop up in anything else, they're always kind of a welcome presence. But then when you totally. get all four of them in the room together, and they're essentially all co-leads having this conversation that's the one thing i can't criticize is that i think all four actors are truly great and bring not only an intensity to their roles but a thoughtfulness and it feels like they're not just memorizing these very long drawn out you know monologues that they're actually having a dialogue with one another i agree completely um yeah uh reed birney um won a tony award for the humans yeah, which and I he played the that, Richard that, Jenkins role. Yeah, in... which totally makes sense. Yeah. Totally makes sense to me, um, which I think is great. The Humans, another very, you know, based on an actual stage play, similar to this, a long conversation, not necessarily the subject matter, but but it's um, still, but they're also, I would say, even though it's not, a, a Mass is not a genre movie, nor is it a no. horror film, but it is horrific to think yes. about, yeah, what these couples are talking about and yeah. how what they've gone through and absolutely that's also yeah. kind of interesting as well mm-hmm. uh, i ended up uh i really really do uh like the movie i'm gonna give it a uh, four out of five i think it's quite good i'm gonna give it a three out of five i i like the movie but mm-hmm. i still have um some caveats and hang-ups when it comes to some of the direction and some of the writing overall but again the performances are all good and the movie is worth checking out whether you see it in theaters which it's currently playing in or when it's available on uh vod or premium vod which i'm sure will be uh in a month or so from now but um it's definitely a conversation starter and and one that i think I don't think anybody will come out of being like, Oh, those performances were hollow. Like this is, this is, this is an actor's movie through and through. Absolutely. Uh, Thank you all for watching or listening. We really, really do appreciate it. Once again, I'm in the process of a move. So our content will be a little bit uh, sporadic over the next uh, week or so. My move is coming up in a couple days. So I'm, that's why I have this weird setup. Like I mentioned, I might have a little bit of a weird setup for the next uh, couple weeks, but we will figure it out. Um, Please go subscribe over on our YouTube channel. Just search for untitled movie podcast and we should, pop up there it'll be untitled um with our logo and everything that you guys can go over and subscribe to uh podcast services untitled movie reviews untitled movie conversations untitled movie podcast please go subscribe to those feeds whatever you like we have stuff coming up on all of those channels um we're kind of doing the bi-weekly format for the main podcast right now because of my move we will get back to a weekly format uh we are going to put out a conversation at some point about dc fandom uh once eric and i can kind of get our schedules together uh he's got to do some cinema scene stuff so we might it'll be out soon uh keep an eye out for that on youtube and podcast services uh we also have a review up for halloween kills uh which you guys can uh go check out on youtube and podcast services and we'll have uh stuff like the eternals and tons of stuff over uh, that wes anderson's fresh fresh dispatch french dispatch (laughs) uh as well as as well as other stuff so uh just uh i promise even with moving we will have stuff for you guys so we really do appreciate all of you um as always my name is matt rorbeck you can find more of my work around the internet but mostly at untitledmoviepodcast.com and you can follow me on all the social medias at matt rorbeck and i'm eric marchin you can find more of my video reviews at rogerstv.com cinema scene and on the social medias at em6211 until next time good work franz